0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have observed from my youth. Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have, and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth, to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard it is to enter into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For human beings, it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. Peter began to say to him, We have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen. I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake And for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. The gospel of the Lord. Today in the Vatican and in Rome, Archbishop Romero is being canonized as saint. Now, I didn't know much about Romero until I was in the seminary and did a a trip over there. In the Diocese of Cleveland, we have a a group of priests from our diocese that actually live there. So we have a mission in El Salvador. And so whenever I was in parish life, I would always take my parish to El Salvador. And we would go there and uh, be with the poor and serve them and minister with them and pray with them. But one of the most profound experiences always for me on the, on the trips was when we would visit the church where Romero was shot dead. Now, you may not realize this, but Archbishop Romero uh, is a martyr. And it was actually at a mass that he was celebrating. He just got done preaching his homily and he was getting ready to celebrate the Eucharist. And at the altar, was, the church actually looks a little bit like this, but a, a pickup truck pulled by the back and, and shot him right in the heart. And he died right there at the altar. And so there's pictures you can see online, actually, of the nuns who were coming with purificators and cleaning and wiping up his blood. I've stood behind that same altar as a priest and thought to myself, you know, would I have that same kind of courage that Romero did? But the interesting thing is Romero, initially, as a bishop, didn't have that kind of courage. Initially, you wouldn't have thought he was a bishop that cared much for the poor. It wasn't until his best friend actually was assassinated. And after his best friend was assassinated and he realized the one that he just had such a loving friendship with, it was then all of a sudden that everything changed for him. And he began to love the poor and dedicate himself to the poor. You know, it was interesting because he said that the first thing in in El Salvador that died was the truth. He said after the truth died, that's when all of the, the, the crazy killings began to happen. And so he started to do something very significant. He would actually record his Sunday homilies and they would go over the radio and he would begin to speak the truth to people. And then after his homilies, he would read the news. And honestly, he would just read the news as it was so that people could actually hear the news and not have it be manipulated or twisted. Sound kind of familiar to the age that we live in? He would do that as an archbishop. He would just read the news so that people could hear the truth of what was happening. And ultimately, he would become this bishop for the poor. And so people in El Salvador, they love Romero, and they also love Cleveland from all the times that we've gone to there. And I would love to take Walsh sometime to El Salvador. But one of the lines that uh, Romero said is, and this ties to the gospel today, Aspire not to have more, but to be more. So don't aspire to have and to to collect wealth and resources, but aspire to be more. And then he would say, we might be left without a radio station at some point. He knew how bad things were getting. And he said, God's best microphone is Christ. And Christ's best microphone is the church. And the church is each and every one of you. Let each one of you in your own job, in your own vocation, nun, married person, bishop, priest, high school student, university student, day laborer, wage earner, market woman, one in your own place, live the faith intensely and feel that in your surroundings you are a true microphone of God our Lord. You are a true microphone of God our Lord. Part of the reason that I'm here at Walsh is to help with the studio over there and to, to help all of us train to be evangelists, to use the media, to use social media, to use video, to use podcasts, to really become a microphone for the world today. In Pope Francis' letter, "Gaudete et Exaltat, which means the joy, the call to holiness, the, the joy of holiness. I'm just going to read a couple passages for this. And I want you to think about your own life. That right now, you are called to holiness. Now, your holiness might not mean dying at an altar like Romero did. But your holiness will mean giving up tremendous things in life. But also receiving right now, a hundred times fold, an eternal life to come. So I want you to think about your call to holiness as I read these. What may be keeping you from holiness... And how God is calling you to holiness. Remember, too, it's always with love. So the disciple that was following Jesus that walked away sad, Jesus looked at him with love. It's the love that allows us to enter holiness. So right now, he looks at you with love. The Lord asks everything of us. And in return, he offers us true life, the happiness which we were created to be. He wants us to be saints and not to settle for bland and mediocre existence. A Christian cannot think of his mission on earth without seeing it as his path to holiness. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. He wants you to become saints. And each saint has a mission, planned by the Father to reflect and embody at a specific moment in history a certain aspect of the gospel. So like I said, your sainthood will not be like Romero's or like mine. But in some way, God wants to use you as you are in the circumstance that you are to create a saint for the world today. And we need saints in our world today. In the end, it is Christ who loves, whose love in us for holiness is nothing other than charity fully lived. So it's living that love fully. And as a result, the measure of our holiness stems from the stature that Christ achieves in us to the extent that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we model this in our whole life. Every saint is a message with the, which the Holy Spirit takes from the riches of Jesus Christ and gives to his people. So when you become that saint, that microphone for God, you are going to be radiating his holiness. But here's the thing. This is what we hear about the rich young man. Jesus tells him to sell everything, give to the poor, and come and follow him. And he walks away sad. See, holiness doesn't lead to sadness. Holiness will lead to joy. And so the giving of the things that God is calling us to give away will ultimately lead to joy. But the truth is, Pope Francis says, you cannot grow in holiness without committing yourself. Body and soul, in giving into this wonderful endeavor. Do not be afraid of this. Don't be afraid of holiness. It will take away none of your energy, none of your vitality, none of your joy. On the contrary, you will become who the Father has created you to be, and you will be faithful to your deepest self. So this Sunday, as we celebrate Archbishop Romero's canonization, We celebrate also, too, the reality that each and every one of us are called to become saints and can become saints if only only we allow Jesus to look at us with great joy and are willing to let go of everything that would keep us from following him, knowing that when we do, it's not like our life is going to be horrible, we're going to be miserable, we're not going to have the things that we want. No, just the opposite. You're going to become the most joyful person God created you to be. You're going to become the most loving person God created you to be. And finally, in the words of Leon Boy, when all is said and done, the only great tragedy in life is not to become a saint.